Thank you for tuning in to Georgia College Connections on WRGC 88.3 FM. I'm your host, Daniel McDonald, and today we continue our collaboration with the American Democracy Project at Georgia College to bring their Times Talk conversations to our radio audience. Of course, the Times Talk is a weekly current events and ideas symposium that takes place at noon Wednesdays in the Ina Dillard Russell Library on the campus of Georgia College in downtown Milledgeville. These events are free and open to the public, so if this discussion sparks your interest, please consider joining the conversation at noon, Wednesdays, in the Georgia College Library. This week, our topic of conversation is democratic engagement in Denmark versus the USA. How do we get young people more involved? I'm joined in the WRGC studios today by Caroline Olison. She is the assistant coordinator for the Times Talk. Caroline Olison, thank you for joining me on the Times Talk. Thank you so much for having me, Daniel. It is my pleasure. And I, I want to thank you because you play a role in the Times Talk each week. So I wanted to thank you for not only coming out and joining me in conversation today, but also what you do to put on the Times Talk. Thank you. It's my pleasure. I think that our conversation uh, will be a very interesting one today. Now, of course, uh, we were talking before the interview began, and uh, your interest in this topic is pretty great because you are an international student studying here at Georgia College from Denmark. And during your time here, you've engaged in several projects on civic engagement, and now you're using this Times Talk to talk about the differences in civic engagement between our two countries. And so... um, I also want to let our audience members know that this is kind of like a capstone experience for you and your time here at Georgia College because you're just about to graduate after four years. Yeah, I'm very excited. May 12th is right around the corner now. Well, and what a way to cap it off with, you know, actually putting yourself, uh, as they say, in the firing line as being one of our facilitators for the Times Talk. I would hope that I've attended enough at this point in time to have at least a little bit of a an observational skill that can be turned into actual skill. (laughs) Well, starting off our conversation, um, I thought I would ask you, could you define civic engagement from your experience? I grew up going with my parents to the voting booths, but I think the moment it kind of became crystallized for me was being part of what was a, a minor, but major in my life, youth rebellion in Denmark. In the grand scheme of things, it wasn't very big, but there was this house. It was an abandoned house that a lot of alternative teenagers had kind of taken over. And they evicted the teenagers. It it wasn't legal to take over. But I remember we did marches, we had speakers, and I was part of the movement that tried to regain possession of the house whether or not I was on the right side of of that battle, I'm not entirely sure. But I remember it being such an important battle for me and it being something where I wanted to stand up. I wanted to say this wasn't right. And I wanted to participate in the discussion that was surrounding that kind of ideal. 
we are now in a, a time of kind of renewed thoughts about demonstration and the right to assemble and the right to mm-hmm. um, freedom of speech here in the United States. In talking about these differences, uh, might you uh, talk about the role of demonstrations, minor rebellions, uh, shall we say, in your home country uh, versus um, how we perceive them here in the United States from what you know in your experience and from what you talk about with your peers? When I took part in this, I was only 14, 15 years old. I was very young. I'm now 24, and looking back at it, it seems somewhat insignificant. But I think it sparked my desire to become part of conversations and to look at issues that I felt was important and to become more involved in the democratic processes, of which demonstrations is one. Being able to demonstrate and being able to showcase that this is an issue not just for one person, but for many, is a way to create awareness to the government from the people that this is something they would like to be addressed. And while I don't encourage violent demonstrations, I think peaceful demonstrations are a great way to create awareness and a great way to become civically engaged And we've seen now a lot of peaceful demonstrations within the past year and a half. And I think they do just that. I think they create conversation. And I think they spark an idea of there being a potential for progress and a potential for development. And I think it pushes lawmakers and and governments to do more and do better. In, I know it's impossible to speak universally about any of our communities, but how is the tool of the demonstration viewed by the wider populace in Denmark? I think the the demonstration I was a part of was seen as a temper tantrum. <laughs> but I also think it made people realize that young people can do things if they set their mind to it. And I think that's where demonstration becomes a tool of respect, because if you can assemble a great number of people and if you can get the engagement from that number of people, it's obviously something that needs to be heard, that needs to be respected. And I would hope that that's the same insight that the American government would gain, that it becomes a tool to be used as a tool of voicing opinions, collective opinions, and that it won't be viewed as as temper tantrums. Now, uh, let us shift the focus Mm -hmm. to uh, the United States. What has your critique been of the reaction to some of these demonstrations uh, on varied subjects uh, that we've seen in the last years here in in the States? I think there's been a, a dismissal from the government. When you have 100, 200, 300,000 people march, I think it's important to listen to what they have to say. And so I hope that going forward, demonstrations will be viewed as active parts of the populace trying to become civically engaged. And I don't think it's been viewed that way in the past. However, if you look at the history of the United States, demonstrations have always been part of what sparked change. I mean, look at the civil rights movement. Some of the biggest demonstrations ever happened during the civil rights movement, during the Vietnam War, or women's suffrage. All of these things that that try to spark change and try to create movement within society. Well... 
It has happened. We are out of time in this segment, so we're going to take the opportunity for a short break. If you're just joining us, you're listening to Georgia College Connections on WRGC 88.3 FM. Today, we're having another in our series of collaborations with the American Democracy Project at Georgia College to bring their Times Talk conversations to our radio audience. Tonight, we are previewing the conversation entitled Democratic Engagement in Denmark versus the USA. How do we get more young people involved? I'm joined in the WRGC studios by Caroline Olison. Stay tuned, and we'll be right back with more Georgia College Connections. Thank you for staying tuned to Georgia College Connections and WRGC 88.3 FM. If you're just joining us, we're previewing the next Times Talk, which this week will be on the subject, Democratic Engagement in Denmark versus the USA. How do we get young people more involved? Please consider this your invitation to come out and join the conversation at the Times Talk, which takes place each week at noon on Wednesdays in the Georgia College Library. I'm joined in the studio today by Caroline Olison. Now, we completely went off script last time when you talked about this minor youthful rebellion that you were involved in at a very, well, <laughs> not a very young age, but, you know, you were, you were out in the streets. <laughs> um, and I just wanted to start off there in hopes I could get us back on script. We're talking about engaging young people in civic responsibility. I, I'm curious... Uh, what happened to the other rebels um, in that in that movement to save that house? Do you know where they are in, in terms of their civic development? Well, we were three girlfriends who were in that period together. And I think what it did for all of us was kind of, one, give us the tools on how to speak on an issue that was important to us. While the issue itself might not have been of, of national concern and nor maybe should it have been, it enabled a large group of young people to know how to develop these tools on engaging in debate with larger public issues or engaging in debate with media, with politicians. And I know one of my friends has since become a journalist for a national newspaper in Denmark, and the other has joined a political party and was very active in that for a period of time. And I think it made us realize that we can use our voices and that it's okay to speak out and speak up, even if people don't want to hear you. Now, this sounds like a very informal means of gaining that understanding and gaining those skills. Are there ways that this was uh, building off of something that is uh, purposefully or, or not um, cultivated in young people in Denmark? I think so. I think in general, there is a very strong push for young people to become civically engaged. In my three years of, of high school at Denmark, we had almost, I think, semesterly panels where local or even national politicians would come out 
And there was a dedicated time room of about two hours where they would speak on issues. And then we, as students, would get to ask questions and they would have to answer. And I remember one time, I think we went almost an hour and a half over time because people had so many questions and really wanted to discuss these politicians' policies with them. And it was very engaged. I think it was fostered through our education to kind of develop the desire and the need to know what's going on. In in what spirit did uh, you and your peers, or perhaps maybe even um, some of your educators, uh, prepare for that moment when these legislators would be coming in? Well, we had, I guess here you would call it social studies or politics and society, where you studied the Danish government and studied local government as well. And I think the civic lesson that came with all the knowledge we gained through our education was added on to by these panels because it brought the democracy to us. It brought the people we can hold accountable to us in a different way than I think it would have had there not been these panels that kind of added to just the informational education that we got in school. I was learning a little bit about the political system in Denmark. And uh, of course, y'all are a country of roughly about five and a half million people. Yeah. Um, you have a single body parliament that is 179 people. Mm -hmm. Can you describe the environment in which there is seemingly so much representation per capita. Because I think the size of Denmark really matters when we're talking about civic engagement and democracy. Because the United States is 350 million people by comparison to our 5.5. It makes a big difference in feeling like you're heard, in feeling like your vote matters. In Denmark, very few votes can separate which representative gets elected from your area. And so, in a sense, I think people in Denmark might feel like their vote matters more. I'm not saying that it does, but I do think that due to this over-representation or it, this... Uh, well, we could call it right-size right re <laughs> representation if we would like to, I think. Um, right-size representation. I think people get more engaged because they feel like what they have to say and where they place their vote really matters. Now, as the system breaks down to a more of a local level, of course, um, mm -hmm. you'll have different zones or districts, yeah. prefectures or states, um, I guess would be the most... Uh, obvious corollary for people in the American mm -hmm. system. Um, do each of these states, uh, just for the purpose of our conversation, uh, do they have smaller legislatures within them? I mean, does it break down the same way that the American system breaks down from federal government down to the local level? I actually think because we're geographically small and and small when it comes to population, it's a it goes directly from national to county level. And I also think that it cuts out the middleman. The way I like to describe Europe and, and Denmark to Americans is that America is like Europe. And so a country in Europe is like a state in America. And so when, when you think of, of Georgia and the Georgia legislature, 
that's kind of the breakdown we, we, where we go. We have like the state legislature, the county, and then the city in Denmark. So many more questions to ask <laughs> right on that one subject, but unfortunately we've run out of time in this segment as well. Uh, so we're going to take that second break. Um, but if you're just joining us, you're listening to Georgia College Connections on WRNGC 88.3 FM. Today we are previewing the next Times Talk, and it is on the subject, Democratic Engagement in Denmark versus the USA. How do we get more young people involved? I'm joined in the WRGC studio today by Caroline Olison, and she will be leading this Times Talk, which will take place at noon Wednesday in the Georgia College Library. Stay tuned, and we'll be right back with more. Thank you for staying tuned to Georgia College Connections on WRGC 88.3 FM. If you are just joining us, I am going to ask you that you come out to the next Times Talk, which takes place at noon each Wednesday in the Georgia College Library. Uh, this radio program, of course, is part of our collaboration with the American Democracy Project at Georgia College, the organization behind the Times Talk, to invite you to join the conversation at noon each Wednesday in the Georgia College Library. Today, I'm joined in the studio by Caroline Olison. She is the assistant coordinator for the Times Talk, and she will lead the next Times Talk on the topic, Democratic Engagement in Denmark versus the United States. How do we get more young people involved? So we've talked a lot about democratic engagement about a little bit about your country a little bit about our country um i wanted to ask you about uh, the time that you came to our country what are some of the first things you noticed about civic engagement amongst your peers when you arrived in the united states well i think the united states is really good at civic engagement when it comes to volunteering for local charities at churches etc I think my impression when I first got here was that my peers were exhausted with democratic engagement and had a very pessimistic point of view when it came to their government and when it came to what their voice and their vote and their engagement meant. It seemed to me that a lot of them didn't even want to engage because it didn't matter. When did you first come to the United States uh, so that we might, in our own memory, go back mm -hmm. and kind of uh, make a judgment about what we thought at that time? The very first time I lived in the United States was from 2009 to 2010. So it was right after the 
Great Recession had started. It was right after the election of Barack Obama. Um, and I lived in the United States for about a year. Then I went home, went to high school, and I came back in 2014. And especially the second time, I was very aware um, because it, the first time I was 16 and so were my peers. And so nobody was really voting or engaged. But the second time it was college and, and people were able to vote. And so it seemed very tired and people had this very like, oh, politicians are just corrupt people who will never listen to us. So it doesn't matter who's in office. And you may have answered it just there, but I will ask it. Um, has your perception changed? What has the last four years led you to think now? I think we've seen a change, a very palpable change. As we talked about earlier in the show, that we've seen a lot of young people getting engaged in demonstrations. I'm seeing more and more of my friends having conversations about issues and I think having conversations, which is why I think Times Talk is a great program, is the first step to getting people to act and getting people to broaden their view and kind of get more engaged in, in the democratic process. Are you more optimistic now? Are you more pessimistic now? And why do you feel the way that you do? I'm a lot more optimistic because I think people have for better or for worse, no matter your political beliefs. I think people are finding things to fight for and finding causes that they believe are worthy of their time. And I think that's what we need. We need young people to find things that they feel like they could not possibly not act on this. And so we are seeing these things and these movements, and I'm hoping that they last. I'm hoping that no matter young people's political beliefs, that they find causes they believe in and fight for those causes by becoming democratically engaged. What advice would you offer your peers so that they might engage in more meaningful ways uh, based on your background and, and perhaps a, a somewhat outsider view being here in the United States? One piece of advice is that government impacts you way more than you think it does, and it impacts you long term. And so we have to make our voices heard because the decisions that are made now in government are going to affect us 10, 20 years from now. And so if we don't do anything now, the people who are making the decisions are not the people who are going to have to live with them for longer periods of time. So read the newspaper in the morning. The New York Times app is an amazing app. And you can get it for cheap and get a subscription for, for not a lot of money. And it's worth investing in because it's a good source of information for you to stay updated on what is actually going on. And I think it's important to know what's going on because, well, it affects you. <laughs> and so we're coming to the close of our time together today. So, of course, it is time for the perennial last Times Talk question. <laughs> and, of course, that question is, what do you hope your audience takes away from the conversation at this next Times Talk? I hope people become curious. I think curiosity sparks conversation and conversation sparks action. And so even if you don't agree with me, even if you think I am a, a moron, I, I would hope that you would come and engage in the conversation with me about that. And we can discuss our differences and how to act on those differences. 
I hope that people are inspired to maybe download the New York Times app or read the newspaper in the morning or get registered to vote. That's what I hope will come of having this conversation. And because I can't help myself, um, <laughs> of course, we mentioned at the beginning uh, that you are graduating. Uh, yeah. You haven't uh, divulged what your plans may be afterwards. Uh, but I want to ask you, you know, what do you think you appreciate most culturally about the people, uh, about your time in the United States? What do you think, uh, if you are going back to Denmark, that you will miss the most? I think the United States has a kindness and a generosity at its core Everybody I've met here has been so devoted to a cause, especially here at Georgia College. And I think it's amazing to see people volunteer. And it's amazing to see people offering to do kind gestures for one another in a way that I think we lack in Denmark. And so that's one of the things that I would hope if I end up going back to Denmark and staying there permanently that I can bring back is this kind of mindset of volunteering and kindness for others. Caroline Olison, it has been a pleasure talking with you today on The Times Talk. Thank you, Daniel. It's been a pleasure talking to you, too. Thank you. You've been listening to Georgia College Connections on WRGC 88.3 FM. Of course, today we are celebrating another in our series of collaboration with the American Democracy Project at Georgia College to bring their Times Talk conversation to our radio audience. This week, the Times Talk is on the subject, democratic engagement in Denmark versus the United States. How do we get more young people involved? That conversation, of course, takes place at noon Wednesdays in the Georgia College Library. It is free and open to the public, so if you are interested in this discussion, please take this invitation to come on out and join the conversation. I was joined in the studio today by Caroline Olison. She is the assistant coordinator for the Times Talk. I've been your host, Daniel McDonald. It has been my pleasure spending this portion of the evening with you here on Georgia College Connections. And I want you to know that I look forward to convening with you next time. <laughs>